Welcome to a new episode of the Superpowered Fancast. This is Darren. I have a great guest on the pod this week, and there's been some great comics released this week as well that I highly recommend. Uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Dark Knight's Death Metal Number 1 came out this Tuesday, and if you haven't picked it up yet, go out and get it from your local comic book store or digitally. It is absolutely worth the read. Now, Snyder is crafting a story that takes the reader through the history of DC's event comics, from Crisis on Infinite Earths to the New 52, and connects them in a way that rewards a longtime reader with a mandate that it all matters. Now, I gave this book a 10, and it definitely earned it. Uh, Tom King continues his interesting and engaging look at what it means to be a hero in Strange Adventures number 2. Uh, King, Mitch Garads, and Evan Dark Shaner bring in superhero and genius and adventurer Mr. Terrific to investigate Adam Strange, and what he discovers will lead to some hard questions for the hero. Jane Foster makes a final stand against the Rockva in the latest issue of Jane Foster Valkyrie number 10 from Jason Aaron, Torin Gronbeck, and Ramon Rosanis. Now, Jane will have to take on Tyr, Sif, and Thor, all without her powers, if she hopes to stop the spread of darkness. Now tonight, our guest on the show is actor, writer, and producer Jesse Camacho. Now Jesse has appeared in films like Rapture Palooza, Kick-Ass 2, and Good Sam, as well as series like Mother Up, Less Than Kind, and Insomnia. Uh, he can currently be seen in the Netflix series Lock and Key, uh, based on the comic book series by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. Uh, Camacho plays uh, Doug Brazel, who's a member of the Savini Squad. And if you haven't seen the show, I would definitely recommend that as well. Uh, go ahead and it's streaming now, and it has been picked up for a second season, so we'll be seeing more adventures of the Locke family in uh, Matheson. So, without further ado, uh, here is my interview with Jessica Macho. Jessica Macho, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. I, I, I really appreciate you being here. I'm a huge fan of Lock and Key, and I'm uh, really looking forward to talking to you about uh, your career and the show and, and anything else you want to talk about. Oh yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. Yeah, this is uh, this is gonna be fun. I, you know, it was such an amazing experience and show to be a part of, and you know, I've been very blessed uh, with the the career that I've had so far. So yeah, let's dig in. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of your career, I mean, um, kind of to like I I talk to writers a lot, and I and to learn about their journey from uh, from what they enjoy to what made them decide to be writers so this, i guess the same thing would apply to actors like what what was your acting journey like what 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 made you pursue a career in it yeah, well it's kind of a, i'm kind of i guess uh i don't know if it's a, a rare case but an odd case is both my parents are actually actors as well so i was sort of kind of i came out of the womb sort of wanting to follow in those footsteps and uh, even when i was a kid just like seeing my parents on tv and, you know, going to visit them on sets and stuff, it really just is something that I felt a passion for and a connection to from quite a young age. I think at five years old, I started to ask if I could if I could jump in. And my parents at first were a little like, are you sure? It's, you know, there's a lot of rejection. Right. Uh, you know, it's not exactly always fun when you're working. It's the greatest. But that's, you know, sometimes few and far between those times. Mm -hmm. uh, but eventually around the, when I was about eight years old, 
my parents were like, all right, well, let's, let's give this a shot. And that's why, you know, I was super fortunate that I kind of had, you know, my foot in the door at a young age. Like my dad had a really good relationship. Actually, both my parents were with the same agency and uh, developed a really, really good rapport with their agents. And my parents were some of the more fortunate actors who had made a career out of it. So the, you know, their agent at this time, this great woman named Molly Reisler was like, uh, yeah, let's, 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 let's see. I'll give them some representation. And I was fortunate enough to book a couple gigs and then uh, ended up going with another agent at some point and kind of the rest is history. But yeah, it was kind of just, it's in my blood. Well, absolutely. So, I mean, so, and along those lines, like what is it, I guess, about the craft that you find uh, the most uh, fulfilling personally like what what is it about uh acting do that you i get again fulfilling what do you find most uh interesting and and challenging frankly about it i guess it's it's that childhood fun thing about playing dress up right i mean it really Mm -hmm. does kind of come down to that in some degree and then it's like how far can we push ourselves in that medium and maybe uh it's because i've considered myself as a human being i'm a bit of a square i'm a bit of a you know, I don't take a lot of risks myself. I, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I like to have the occasional beverage and stuff, but I'm not a huge like partier in any right. sense of the word. So I kind of channel all what I wish I had in me in terms of adventurous spirit into roles and work and worlds you can create and that kind of stuff. It's like, well, if I'm not going to be the guy to jump out of a plane and look badass with the parachute because I'm way too scared, I can play that guy on camera and people will think it's me, you know? So there is some of that, but I also just really kind of like exploring different personalities and, uh, you know, different kinds of people. Um, And I I just like trying to fit a different mold per se. And I'm sure there's some kind of deep psychological you know, insecurity reason, but I know for me, it just seems, it really does come down to, it's just super fun for me. And it's the kind of hard work I enjoy. I was never really a math guy. I was never really, you know, a science guy. This was the kind of thing I was always really good at. I was always a decent public speaker. I love being in the school plays. I love performing and, uh, you know, uh, making people laugh, even though I'm not really a comedian. So yeah, I guess it's just that kind of you know, really wanting to entertain and beyond that, really kind of enjoying the mental preparation and sometimes physical preparation that comes with that kind of work. Right. And I guess the thing is, I mean, just kind of taking the the psychological aspect out of it, if you're enjoying what you're doing, you don't need to dig too deep into why. (laughs) You just just enjoy it. Right. But uh, as far as your, your career goes, like you've been featured in everything from like live action to animation. Like um, what are some of your kind of, favorite live action roles and like what was your your best i would say animated animated role experience like what which one did you have the most fun with um well you know that's another great thing about the industry too is that there's such those are two very different obviously uh kind of kind of work you know it's it's weird animation all your instincts uh, kind of go against all your on-screen instincts. You want to be very expressive and you want to be very much kind of over the top behind the mic. Anyway, that's that's a whole other thing. But uh, in animation, I would say that there's probably a tie for my two favorite jobs. When I was uh, much younger, God, I think I was maybe around 11 or 12. I could be even wrong on that. I did a really fun animated cartoon called Creep School that it never really got any legs. It never really went anywhere beyond a first season. But it was, um, well... This is with what's happened this past week, not exactly the best reference to say, but I was a big Harry Potter fan uh, as a kid. 
And uh, yeah, it's been a been a tough week for a guy that's got a Harry Potter room in his house. Anyway, well, things we need that's that's that goes into exactly you know separating the art from the artist. So exactly. Um, uh, and and th- that cartoon was very much in the spirit of that kind of thing. It's about kids that mm-hmm. go to a school that has monsters, and I just was really into that when I was a kid. So I really loved that job, and I was one of the the main circle of kids. And the other animated job that I really had fun with one I, was one I actually just did uh, about a year ago uh, called. Um, Agent Binky, Pets of the Universe Ready for Space Travel, which was really fun. It was about household pets that think they're astronauts and they think insects and stuff are aliens. And I played the kind of kooky uh, Agent Binky the cat. Uh, and that was really fun. So those would be my favorites. I'm hoping that show gets to come back. That's on the Cartoon Network. Uh, in terms of live action, uh, I've been incredibly lucky Uh and it, it, that's really the field that I'm the most passionate about. I love animation, but, you know, there's something to me about being on the set, interacting with others, you know, basically going against all the quarantine measures we have right now. Uh, <laughs> that's what the thing I love about on set so much. And I would say uh, there was a movie I did when I was 12 called uh, 12 and Holding that I shot in New Jersey, mm-hmm. which I uh, uh, was a big instrumental movie for me. Um, and then besides Lock and Key, the biggest one that I uh, I felt – it really shaped me as a person and an actor it was a Canadian uh, sitcom I was on called less than kind, right. uh, where my character was sort of the central figure and growing up as kind of always an overweight kid. Uh, you know, I always felt that I was, I always played the best friend, right. The right. kind of nerd or the best friend. And in this show, I was uh, sort of the, the central focal point of the show and uh, getting a chance to do that was uh, so much fun. And the kinship I developed with my castmates was amazing. And, that show went through a lot. We ran four seasons over five years, but we changed networks. We had a cast member pass away. Um, so that was a really interesting experience. And then I would say it was uh, Lock and Key. Those were really the, the biggest ones. There's been a couple great indies that I've done in there too, but I've just been super lucky. There's nothing I look at on my resume really that I say like, oh, you know, that wasn't great. I mean, sometimes the, some movies are better than others, but each experience brought me something. And I'm, I'm super lucky that way. Well, and being uh, the the lead in the series, is that something that you would want to to do again, or like you are kind? Of, do you like being part of an ensemble, or if the opportunity came around for you to kind of be the the uh, the lead in a show, is that something you would uh, you would consider? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, just in terms of let's you know, even if we're not talking about the fun part of it, even just as an actor, you know, finances are always so up and down, and have being on a t- television series is the closest you'll come to a nine to five almost or a consistent right. paycheck. So just that alone. Uh, but you know, putting that aside, I, w- I would have done less than kind for free for the rest of my life. I mean, and lock and key, the same thing uh, very much. So, I mean, I don't really need to, I don't need to be the lead. I don't have that uh, need. It was cool to, to have that experience to know that, you know, someone that uh, who's not, you know, as I say, a GQ supermodel, could be the focal point of something it was a really cool experience for me. And I know a lot of people in many different uh, areas have struggled, you know, that haven't had a chance to do that, that deserve it. So I was super lucky, but for me, it's, it's, as you said, it's that teamwork. I love uh, being a member of a team. I love being part of an ensemble. Obviously I love to be a regular where I'm in every episode, but you know, my situation on lock and key is, is really wonderful. So yeah, it's something that I would do absolutely uh, every day. Okay. Well, one of the other things I want to talk about, because I was looking through your IMDb, and 
I'm a I'm a sketch comedy fan, and I saw that you were on uh, Kids in the Hall. Death comes to town. Like, were you a fan of the kids before you before you got the role? And what was kind of the experience working with them uh, like? Uh, that's actually a really great question, and I actually this is one I can give a great answer to. Um, Mark McKinney was uh, the showrunner for Less Than Kind. He was the one of the three creators. So I got really really close with Mark. And Dave Foley came and guest starred on Less Than Kind. And Kevin McDonald came and guest starred on Less Than Kind. So I think we were between seasons. I would say seasons two and three of Less Than Kind. And my agent called me. And she's like, hey, kids in the hall are doing something. And I guess maybe Mark suggested you or they knew you're working with Mark. They want you to come in. It was a tiny thing. But they said, do you want to come in and just have some fun with the kids in the hall? And I was like, yes. I mean, Yes. Uh, so I went and uh, who was directing? I think Bruce was directing and, uh, and I'd never met Scott. So I got to like shoot my scene with, with, with Dave. And then, um, yeah. And then I, like, we, we all kind of hung out that night and drank wine and then uh, everyone kind of, you know, went to bed and then, you know, at the t- I think uh, he's, I, I don't think that he drinks anymore or parties at all, but uh, I stayed out pretty late with Dave Foley and a couple of the crew and, mm-hmm. and we had a really, really fun time. Uh, so I love, all those guys are amazing and Mark especially has been really great to me and all the success I've had is really due to him uh, and the two other creators of Less Than Kind, Marvin and Chris, for choosing me for that uh, yeah. that part because, uh, yeah, everything I have is because of them. So I love the kids in the hall. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I've always been a, a huge fan of that. I've always been a, a – honestly, I've always been a huge fan of – sketch comedy and Canadian sketch comedy, like SCTV, like uh, just oh, yeah. always been a uh, fan of those years. And I'm, and I'm so excited for them to come back. But uh, as far as back to, back to your experience, like, so you're currently uh, starring as, as Doug on uh, Lock and Key. Now, had you read the comic series at all before you started or have you read it since you, uh, since you got the role? So I had heard of them. I obviously knew uh, what they were and uh, I knew who Joe Hill was. Yeah. Uh, I was a you know a, a fan of his. He's an amazing uh, writer. Uh, I didn't read them until I booked the job. So it was between booking it and day one on set. I read it in that window. I ordered it on Amazon and I read it in basically one sitting because it's like right up my alley. That really fun fantasy, you know, great like you know, uh, uh, great backstory, really great, just everything. I really love the mythology of it all. So uh, it was really right up my alley. So I read it, yeah, before I got to set. I got you. And um, as a as a writer, you you've written a show before. Is it is is writing something you want to do more of? Like, have you uh, have you written like any any other shorts or screenplays, or would you write a, a your own graphic novel if you if the idea came to you? Oh my god, I would I would love to. I think that the uh, the the, um, the the format I'm the most comfortable with is is script writing, and I've written you know, a bunch of shorts and several features. None of them really. I did one short that I shot with a couple of friends uh, last year that uh, we're still trying to figure out what we can do with it. It's the struggle of every independent producer. Once you've shot it, where do you go? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really love the process of writing. Um, it's just, it's, it's very, very hard. You know, writing dialogue is really tricky mm-hmm. and just structure is really tough, but I think I'm, I'm learning as I go. And I definitely have a, a passion for it. Uh, but I'm just not as like I feel pretty comfortable in front of the camera usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not quite as comfortable behind the keyboard yet. I'm getting there, but uh, it's still a little tricky for me. But I'd love to. 
all aspects. I'd love to try writing novels. I'd love to write graphic novel scripts. I'm just like, I'm still kind of figuring out what my voice is. Uh, so well, yeah, that's my struggle right now. Well, that's the thing is, that, I mean, you're, you're there with, you know, the, you're, you're there in it with, with other creators. Like, so you, you have that, you have that ability to kind of, uh, I guess, to, to talk to them about the craft and what they uh, enjoy mm-hmm. about it. But, um, so uh, as far as back to the acting uh, part of it, uh, how did the role uh, of Doug come about? Like, um, and like, how did you, like, was it just an audition? Did somebody call you? Like, did you, you see, because Lock and Keys had like a long kind of production history. Where it's, it's, I think it's had like two previous pilots that have been shot before. So it's kind of, how did, yeah. Uh, yeah, how did it come to that you, uh, that you got on the show, I guess? Yeah, so uh, I think as you said, yeah, there was a Fox pilot in 2010 yeah. that I yeah that didn't get picked up, but apparently uh, yeah that, that Fox shot, and then so Carlton Cuse, who's one of the two showrunners, who actually um, was also the showrunner on Lost, which was the show I was obsessed with in high school. Yeah. So you're talking about writers <laughs> that you want to pick their brain. You know, mm-hmm. Carlton is is definitely uh, top of that list. Meredith too, who did Haunting of Hill House, which I was obsessed with as well. So yeah. Anyway, super lucky. Um, yeah. So I actually had auditioned for the Hulu pilot um, for a different role, uh, and I I didn't get it. And then about a year later, um, I got this the, the new sides for the role of Doug, and uh, I said I said, oh, is this the same show? Is it you know is it different? She goes, no. My agent said it's been moved over to Netflix now they're kind of reimagining it. I think they were softening it a little bit, uh, yeah. making it kind of more accessible to a broader audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, yeah, for this role, Doug, who's this horror movie nerd that's kind of sarcastic and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, that's me. I mean, <laughs> this is pretty perfect. Um, and the audition sides were kind of all of Doug's scenes and episodes, the whole Savini squad, all our scenes in episodes one and two. Uh, so I remember I went to the store, I bought a, a little baggie of goldfish crackers and I wore my, Pennywise the clown t-shirt to show my horror fan you know mind and I just went in and I did the scene while eating goldfish crackers and I kind of went all right well let's see you know uh, I I thought I might have been a little too old you know I'm uh shouldn't say my age but I'm 29 now and I'm you know the character's 16 17 uh so I said okay and then yeah about a week later they called back and they said yeah you're the guy so it was uh really kind of a surreal crazy and uh dream come true so are you, I mean, as a member of the Savini squad, uh, and uh, are, were you a fan of uh, Tom Savini and horror before before that, or did you, did you become educated about uh, uh, the man himself, the, the legend himself, uh, in the midst of the ro- taking the role? Yeah, it's a bit of both. I definitely knew who he was, and I admired his work. I, I'm, I am a big horror fan. I do love horror films. Uh, I was more of a... No, I, I would say, uh, you know, I, I, I was a fan of his, but like, I, you know, I was obsessed with like things like Scream. Scream was a movie or that whole series. My friend Alex and I, we watch it every year on his birthday. We watch uh, at least the first two and then we try to watch three and four, but we end up kind of falling asleep because at that point it's usually one in the morning or whatever it is. Right. Um, but yeah, I've always been a huge horror film fan and I've always been an admirer of Tom Savini's. But then when I booked it, I said I should really check out more of this guy's work. And I mean, he was a trailblazer. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that he did was just incredible. And it's still like a lot of his, uh, his stuff is still used to this day. Cause he's just such a genius. And I mean, he's yeah. still going and he was kind enough to do a cameo on lock and key. We were bummed. We didn't get to meet him, but uh, yeah. So, so it's, a, it was a bit of both. 
Uh, that's 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 awesome. So I mean, and along along the same lines, like, is there anything because uh, uh, Lockie has been picked up for a second season, which I'm I'm grateful for because I mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of the series. But uh, is there oh, nice. anything you can you know say about the uh, second season? Like, uh, no spoilers, but um, have you all have you all started filming? Are you uh, a part of a part of? It? Have you gotten any of the scripts? Things like that. So uh, I can I can say a lot without really giving any information because I don't really have any. I know that uh, when I went down to LA for the premiere uh, back in February when we were all still allowed to be out and about, um, I uh, was lucky enough that Meredith and Carlton said, why don't you come by the writer's room? We all, they all want to meet you. And it's like, oh, that seems like a promising sign. Because, you know, in, in the first season, they were everyone was so incredibly warm and kind mm. and welcoming to me. They treated me as if I was one of the locks, like we were all treated super well. And I was kind of in my head thinking that's really kind of them, but they don't need to treat me this nice. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I, I love the role and I love the squad, but I was like, you know, we're kind of showing up infrequently and, you know, doing our thing. And I thought we were used perfectly, but they were, you know, just so overly generous to us uh, that when I went down to LA and she invited me, I was like, Oh, well, this is par for the course. They're just really nice people. Uh, and going in the room, they, you know, they, they didn't tell me anything. Uh, but, uh, from what I understand, uh, the Savini squad will be back and, uh, we're back in full force. And apparently they've got some fun stuff lined up. I, I swear to God, I honestly don't know what it is. I haven't seen a script. Uh, I think we were originally going to be shooting now. It would have been, I think maybe May or June. Again, I'm not quite sure. Uh, but that's obviously it's been pushed and we're kind of figuring out when we're going to go. And as I keep saying, if us being delayed is the worst thing that happens uh, for us because of this, it's not a big deal. Like we can wait. It's not a, it's not a problem, but I'm very excited and apparently I'll be back. So I'm hoping that I can uh, sneak through and make it uh, make it out alive. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing you again on it. Now there uh is, is there anything uh, else that you've been working on before uh, the quarantine? Anything that you have uh, coming out that you wanted to, to talk about or discuss? Uh, nothing like that's that's going to be imminently coming out. Well, that's not actually quite true. I did a great fun little web series uh, called Night Owl with my buddy Rebecca Michigan. That's mm-hmm. sort of about the, uh, the, you know, the graveyard shift at a local grocery store and about how all those people interact. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm developing a series with one of the uh, other creators of Us Than Kind, this great guy named Chris Shays Green. It's a show called Heavy, and it's about uh, – it, it's sort of uh, autobiographical, but not really. It's just sort of the starting out point. It is based on me as an actor struggling you know, with his love life and his career, but it's all from the perspective of someone who's quite overweight and how that affects every aspect of his life. Right. Uh, so it's really more of a character study. So we're, we're hoping that we can find a home for that. Um, but as long as it doesn't take me away from lock and key, cause I'll, I'll do lock and key until, uh, until I'm six feet under. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's sort of what's, uh, what's coming down the pipeline. But I, I as of terms of timetable, I, I, we're not exactly sure yet. All right. Well, that, that's awesome. Uh, once again, I, I really want to thank you for, for, for taking the time, uh, to, to speak to me and, uh, tell me about uh, your experience and, and lock and key and, and your career. I love doing this and coming on and uh, uh, it's been, it, it, it's really been wonderful chatting. So uh, no, I really appreciate it. I think that, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll get to do it again and 
uh, when when season two comes along, we can find a time to kind of sit and hopefully maybe we can find a time between when we've shot it and uh, before it comes out and I can come on and give you some uh, non-spoilery <laughs> hints as to what's coming up. Uh, well, again, across that it happens. Yeah, I would I would absolutely love to. Because one of the things I, I really want to do is kind of like dig into it because I love again I, I love the series and 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 love the Netflix show. I would so I would love to talk to you to talk to you about it again. And anytime you want to uh, come on, just let me know and I will make, and I'll make the time. So I, but oh, awesome. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we'll be in touch. I'd love to do it again. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. So uh, Jesse, if you want people to follow you on uh, social media, where can they find you at? Yeah. So I'm on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. My Twitter is, at Jesse one one five one one five. That was my homeroom in high school. There's no other <laughs> secret meaning to that. Uh, and uh, on Instagram, I'm uh, at Jesse J D Camacho. I'm still kind of figuring out my Instagram identity, but I'm you know uh, having some fun. And there's some fun behind uh, lock and key behind the scenes stuff on there if you look through it. So uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. And you know I'll keep trying to to figure it out. It's it's fun to go on there. Awesome. Once again, I want to thank uh, Jesse Camacho for being on the episode this week. Uh, if you like this episode or if you listen to other episodes, please uh, rate and review the podcast. You can catch us, uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your, your podcast. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, send me an email at superpoweredfancast at gmail.com. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at superpoweredfan. And check out the latest news, reviews on my website, www.superpoweredfancast.com. So until next time, this is Darren for Superpowered Fancast, signing off.